that I was like, oh, fuck. Twitter is just, it's just too many tweets to explain why I think this is a shit idea. I either, the conversation about whether there's a, really a need for a third mobile OS, like A16Z's a sort of lesser partner argued on, on their blog. <laughs> Fuck, it must be horrible and to actually be at that firm, hey? Yeah. Because, because then I asked Benedict Evans directly on Twitter, what, so I'd love to hear your opinion on this. Because, uh, I mean, this sounds too much like someone talking their book because they have an interest in a company called Cyanogen. And Cyanogen is They're basically... The, the jailbreak all, one, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Cyanogen yeah. is basically all about... You have to have full access to the the core kernel level APIs to make a customer experience they are basically, that makes sense. They're like the company version of the people that you hate at parties. <laughs> Dude, I couldn't have said it better because they, they just believe in this one religion you, that there's something that's being, it's being kept from consumers. Like... You don't have full access to all the magic you of your phone. You deserve access to the ROM. You deserve, and they pitch that whole political bullshit agenda of freedom and Statue of Liberty and invoking Benjamin Franklin and all that nonsense. And like, it just sounds like Pete, when that A16Z guy posted about it, it was like, yeah, this is one of those content science pieces where if you, if you post about it and you write about it, then it becomes reality. It's like backlinks, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, Boom. Cyanogen, yeah. Cyanogen is great because we say, say so. Oh, no, you are an investor. So I, oh, but back to the story, I asked Benedict Evans, I'd love to know your opinion. And he's a, he actually immediately replied. All he said was, I blogged extensively about, about forking of Android. And I'm like, yes, you did. All, every time you said it, you said it's a fucking stupid idea. Yeah, now there's somebody at your so, same firm. So you're basically just saying, I'm not going to answer your question directly. I'm just going to agree. what you would like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you if you've read my stuff. Uh, <laughs> so, so what we do have to start the show with, and we might as well actually just call this the start of the show and press record, is that it's probably a good idea to start with a bit of an apology, mostly from me, because there's been a big gap in episodes. And I've, I've watched our audience go from, hey, when are we looking for at the next 042T episode? I'm really looking forward to it. Like, hey, dude, it would be really nice to have the new episode. And at this point in time, which is pre-release of the next episode that you'll hear, is um, anger. It's mostly just outright anger from the audience. And that's mostly because there have been a lot of things happening this year that we didn't expect to happen. So Stephen almost died, yeah. it's worth mentioning. He had some horrible disease yeah. that almost killed him. But on that point, just a shot, whilst we're at it, like, guys, avoid food lovers market in Cape Town, like, at all cost. Like, don't go there. So People, this, is, this is where you got your disease. Yeah, by, by, by using the great tool called Logic, I figured out that... All of the meals I had were with uh, perfectly nice people and the same people for about a period of three days. And none of them got sick except me. And, I w- and only that one meal was something I had different. So it to be that meal. And that meal was had at Food Lovers Markets. Stay away. So that was reason number one is that almost literally killed him. Um, number two is that editing takes a fucking long time and is really pretty boring. Um, <laughs> it's much more fun recording episodes. In fact, I think in the last episode we were chatting about this, about the process that goes into recording a podcast. And that was boring just chatting about it. <laughs> so so, so what do you imagine actually doing you're it? You're probably right. It's probably all going to be edited out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I, I would procrastinate it as much as humanly possible to edit all that stuff out. Stephen's also been traveling. Uh, we're not going to turn this into a travel 
travel show, but he's been all over the world since we last spoke. Um, and then lots of things behind the scenes have been changing as well. So we kind of took a step back and we looked at the show and we realized that, you know, we wanted to focus on making it fucking awesome and not just putting out stuff because people are looking for the next episode. So there's actually a whole bunch of episodes that we kind of abandoned, a whole bunch of raw audio that we've left sitting on a hard drive somewhere. And instead we focused on, hey, if it takes a month, we're going to make sure that when the next episode comes out, after that one-month break, it's going to be fucking awesome. But it's also about not just being putting out a great product for people to consume. It's also about us having fun. Because it's, I promise you, listeners, it's really not fun to sit and chat with someone and you're trying to figure out if this guy's sort of really into it or maybe just half-assing it or giving you a political answer. And that's really not what the show is about. I'm sure there are, there are many guys. I see a lot of new tech podcasts on the horizon. They're trying to start up. I can't... I don't remember any names. I can't... Fuck me, the name's gone. But, but all of them, what they want to do is, is they want to sort of create this, I don't know, talk about the startups and disruption in South Africa and how disruption will change your life and disruptive technologies will be better. And I'm you just like, disruptive oh, one more time. I promise I'm going to hit dead. you. I'm, I'm dead. I'm dying. I can't bear it. It's not what we want to do. Uh, we want the stories that people really want to know. We want to know, like the next time that we um, have a show, that what did Kubis uh, of Snapscan, what, what's his uh, preference for, what is his eating habits? That's a much more interesting thing. A much better a slant to no, the totally. great tech that is Snapscan than him talking about whether Visa, is an, Visa Secure is better than I don't know, MasterCard 3D totally. or whatever. Bas- basically, we don't want to talk about anything that you could read in a press release. And exactly. that's what there's already enough of on the internet. So we're going to focus instead on making sure that the stuff that you hear on the show is stuff that is new and that you wouldn't hear anywhere else with cool people. Yeah. And uh, sometimes that means there's going to be a bit of a longer break. So, And for that, we're quite, sort of sorry, but sort of not as well. Um, but we are back with sort of a fresh skin of paint as well. I don't know if you will have noticed, in fact, I should hope you have, is that uh, 042T's got a whole kind of new look and feel to it. In fact, Stephen is sitting in our exclusive 042T t-shirt, modeling it, because Stephen is the model out of us too. Um, yes. Plus-size model, I might add. <laughs> Plus-size. It's all the rage, Stephen. It's, it's all, all the, the rage. rage. Plus-size modeling, um, even after your near-death disease. <laughs> um, so we've got a brand-new logo, and we've got a whole new look and feel, um, done by the brilliant guys over at Kingly. Uh, they're kind of one of the, We've got a bunch of people, and maybe a quick sidebar on sponsorship. We, we have a bunch of people that come up to us and, and go, hey, we'd like to give you money to talk about us or whatever. And for most of them, we say no, because quite frankly, we're not doing this for the money and we just end up talking about people we don't want to talk about if that was the case. So instead, we turn most of them away and there are very few that we say yes to. One of them is the guys over at Kinley. They're just an amazingly talented small group of people. Uh, Jaron, uh, Jana, George, uh, Katrin, all of them are, are just putting out phenomenal work and sort of at a scale that, you know, we always read about these big agencies here in South Africa that are taking on shitty work. And it's really the small guys behind the scenes that are doing awesome stuff, which I'm not allowed to talk about yet, but we'll talk about sometime in the future some of the stuff they're working on. Um, but it's really cool to see kind of an agency that's flying below the radar. So they said, hey, we love your show. 
uh, could we do some stuff for you? And of course we said yes, because we like them. And what they've done is put together an awesome logo, some T-shirts and stuff like that. And uh, we'll chat a bit later about the fact that you might be able to get your hands on one of them as well. Yes. So a big thank you to the guys at Kingly. Um, and while we're talking to sponsors, also thank you to the regular sponsor, Fund and SA, um, who sponsors us with beer and all those kind of nice things. Uh, check out what they're doing at the moment. They're doing some cool stuff around conferences and hackathons and things like that as well. And, and let, l- lest we forget, the reason why we like having or mentioning the Founded and SA guys is because they hate the same things that we hate about the tech scene. <laughs> so we, we kind of share, we have shared interests. Like the, they, <laughs> or shared lack of interests. They want to make technology work better in South Africa, and that's sort exactly. of the goal, but they are really questioning the means. And we are questioning the means every week, hopefully, or second week or third week, depending on our schedule, but we are questioning the means. And they are, so thanks for the beer, guys, and thanks for sharing our passion for, for technology. Totally. So thank you to our big sponsors this week. It's, it's great to have you guys on board. Um, so today's show is a bit different as you sort of read the, the show headline and show notes and all that kind of stuff is that normally, in fact, the, the, the show description for O42T is a podcast by Richard Oakley and Stephen Ballard with far more interesting guests. Yes. Um, so what we've done is we've taken the far more interesting bits and thrown that away for this show, uh, really for the sake of an experiment. And it's, it's all one big experiment because we've got a studio here that's set up with uh, Richard's amateur sound engineering, which means that you may not be able to hear any of this. Absolutely none. It might just be... <laughs> that is entirely possible. Um, and instead of having a guest that you've never heard before, we thought we'd bring back one of our favorites because we can do that because we're in charge. So we got Pete on the line via Skype. Hi, Pete. Yo! See? Pete in the house! I can't believe that actually worked. I believe this is um, what, what is known as pass or Pete as a service. <laughs> <laughs> one of the hardest API implementations I've done in quite some time. Uh, it's a Pete's eye. <laughs> a Pete's eye. So we've That's got quite. A it is awful. I'm going to edit that out, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> we've got quite a lot to catch up on in terms of obviously it's been a month since the kind of last podcast type stuff. So I don't know if there's anything you want to kick us off with, Stephen. No, I think Pete started on it. I don't, I don't, it's weird how memes also now start spreading on Twitter. Almost like it's almost like um, it spreads like fire. It's like there was a big in January. There was a big anti-vaccination thing that that oh spread Twitter. So it's like every man and his dog in the U.S. decides to write a medium post about why vaccination is a good idea and why there are still idiots in some parts of America not vaccinating against measles. And then the tech guys get involved, and like it's it's really crazy. Uh, it's it's amazing how people just uh, decide to take. Uh, uh, stuff that's relatively important and <clears throat> make a mess of talking about it. I find it interesting as well because you kind of expect with the the internet and social media and stuff like that that kind of ignorance would fall away, right? Totally. Because you go like, you know, look, there's just a... You, I completely understand why if you're living in some remote part of the south of the US... Um, you know, you might be completely uninformed or warped by your beliefs or your kind of cultural system there or whatever into thinking something other than what is intelligent and right. I completely get that. But with exposure to 
the mass of people, you would think that the balance would be in favor of intelligence, right? Like you'd yeah. think that those people would still form the 10% and suddenly when they've got access to the other 90% of intelligent people, that all of that would disappear. And it seems like that's not the case. One of my favorite things to do is to go and, go and put something into Twitter search, right? And then to just kind of get a vague feel for the zeitgeist, right, yeah. of what's happening on Twitter, and most of it is stupid people. It scares yes. me. It's 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 Bieber laced with uh, racism, uh, xenophobia, uh, uh, basically all of the bad things in the world, the things that we hate. Completely, the internet's supposed to fix this. Why hasn't it? No, it's, it, it amplifies the voice of the wicked. <laughs> Maybe it's just that the intelligent people don't care enough. Yeah, they probably they just uh, it's just. So this is our first O42D posit is that um, <laughs> I doubt that. No, I just I don't think you remember previous ampl- episodes. <laughs> the internet amplifies the misogyny of the intelligent. That's brilliant. I like that. I feel like you prepared it earlier. <laughs> no. <laughs> How do you mean misogyny? I was meant to say misanthropy. You can edit that out. <laughs> no, it's not going to be edited out. That's our new revenue models. We take bribes for that. Genius. In on-show, on-show bribing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we'll edit out the bribing, just not the editing. <laughs> Pete, do you even engage with trolls on the internet anymore? Actually, on one of my recent Twitter rants about politics, I got this dude who kind of chipped in there about which rant was it i think it was the one about uh, multiculturalism which was probably my longest twitter rant to date can we just quickly ask pete before you continue on with this particular rant when when are we going to start seeing these in a more permanent form like a blog yeah no if there was a if i had a dollar for every time someone asked pete to blog i'd be a rich man (laughs) i just want you to take the stuff that you say and you don't even have to rewrite it just put them in a blog the problem with the problem with tweet storms is that it's always backwards it pisses me off (laughs) the chronology of twitter doesn't doesn't suit like these kind of well thought out startup idea (laughs) just reverse twitter (laughs) <laughs> the problem is, like, when I start hemorrhaging opinions, they typically don't come out structured. It's like I start somewhere and I'm like, okay, I just quickly want to say something about this. And then I go off on a two-hour tangent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Okay, I hear your point. Anyway, what were you saying about your rants? Oh, right. So this one dude chips in and he wants to, like, explain to me how I totally have a lot of things backwards, including slavery in the U.S. and, you know how historical opinion on that is incorrect. And was he an American? Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. And at this point, I'm like, okay, I can't even engage with this, so I just fucking hit the block button because like, I don't know how to react to that. No, but that, that <laughs> is – I think it's, it's funny that we've got this kind of need to try and prove people wrong and to kind of force our opinions on people as well. Like, you know, just fucking block the people. You don't give a shit. You're never going to see this person. Yeah, someone was – it's that classic um, webcomic of XKCD where the guy is, like, staying up all night. No, I have to fix all the – someone's wrong on the internet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's exactly that. I think that the, the internet would be a much better place if everyone just kind of ignored people most of the time. <laughs> uh, you, know what, you know what's something that really irks me, though, is that 
any alt medicine shit, and I include with that vaccination stuff. Do you include dieting in that? Like, well, probably. <laughs> but but the point is that on a more serious note, all of those things actually end up killing people. Yeah. So a lot of the other things are terrible, and it's like really it's hate speech and and it's it's awful. And a terrible reflection of society. But believing that that eating apricot pips will cure cancer is just fundamentally killing people and and spreading a disease of the mind that makes people die right around the world. And like, if there's no, if nobody responsible, nobody else will speak up about it. Then people will just simply die because they'll be misinformed by idiots. So this is a kind of thing, a kind of thread of conversation that's been going on in the tech world for the past, well, I mean, forever, really. But it seems that it's kind of come to the fore recently. Um, it's kind of along these lines is that, you know, tech is supposed to come along and solve all of these kind of problems, right? You know, solve uh, cancer and solve uh, world poverty and things like that, you know. And, and instead, what we see is massive amounts being invested into really kind of the 1% of problems, you know, and so it's always been a bit of a narrative that sort of goes along in the tech community is like, you know, should we really be kind of putting emphasis behind things like, I don't know, um, Facebook and Twitter and social apps when they're kind of real problems to solve and the talent is working on, you know, some of the best paid people in the kind of tech engineering programming space are working at the moment to try and help people upload photos better onto Facebook? Like, is that what we should be working on? Or should we be... Do you think that's an opinion that's sort of valid? Uh, I, I have strong thoughts about this, but let's hear Pete's. It's a, it's a tricky one. I think one of the last blog posts I actually wrote many, many moons ago was on this precise point. Like, why are we not solving big problems, especially now that a lot of tech companies... And a lot of people in Silicon Valley actually have more money put together than uh, the moon missions cost us. Yeah. So why aren't we solving bigger problems? But I guess the, the thing now is, what is a big problem? Uh, using Twitter as a tool that kind of gives anybody in the world a voice, especially people who might not necessarily have been part of conversations before. Like, that's actually a big thing in and of itself. Mm. And a lot of people abuse it for... Trivial things like, I don't know, forwarding images of obvious fake historical moments. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of people also use Twitter to engage with each other about things that actually do matter to their lives. So it, it's a tricky one. And I, I think the sense also in Silicon Valley talking to venture capitalists there is that you never really know when something that starts off as a trivial idea actually ends up being transformative. Yeah, I I see what you mean. Like Twitter is one of those prime examples is that it started off as a really stupid idea and has kind of become, I mean, it really has transformed kind of democracies and countries. Yeah, and and even something a little bit more tangible perhaps is mobile technology itself. Uh, 20 years ago when the first mobile operators got licensed in South Africa, uh, you were pretty much either way too rich or like a businessman or something and wanted to stay in touch with people while you were on the go. And for a lot of people, a cell phone seemed to be the kind of thing that you used in an emergency. Uh, if you remember the, the old Vodacom ads where you had these two clowns kind of like traipsing around and mm. doing stupid shit and then eventually it kind of ends up with like phone 112 in any emergency, that was kind of the pitch. It's yeah, like I mean, I remember that's, that's why I got my first cell phone really was because – it was like a way for my parents to kind of keep in touch with me if something went wrong. Yeah. 
And somehow over time it morphed from this nice to have if you didn't want to stop next to the highway and use one of those yellow telephones that they had there at the time uh, to, to get AA or whoever to come and like change your wheel or whatever. Uh, and it became this thing that you could use to access the knowledge of humanity at your fingertips at any moment or like upload a picture of your lunch. Uh, so I think somehow the sacred and the profane live very happily together in the tech space God, where that's a good the dividing line between them is just completely blurred and, and in some cases even, I guess, irrelevant. I actually share Pete's point of view. I think that solving the, uh, the most underestimated things in life is always making something that seems super simple uh, re- uh, really to do that. Uh, to make photos upload, like your inane example of making photos upload easy and so on. Yeah, you can use the normal way of doing it, and the normal things would work well. But once you have to make it work for a billion people, it suddenly becomes a problem that needs a, a, a sort of a depth of thinking that that is equivalent to getting a man on the moon. And that's a, a totally an underestimated skill and an underestimated engineering challenge. And, uh, uh, and that's uh, apply your mind to make it super simple and easy and reliable to upload photos when there's an Arab Spring happening can provide immense satisfaction for any engineer because you, you essentially help, helped uh, a, a whole country if you're of a slightly demo- democratic or, um, let's say, um, um, relieved way of political thinking, then this is the kind of thing that will make you happy because it will be power to people and not to some crazy dictator that decides on the fate of millions for political or financial gain. And wow, your tool just enabled that? I mean, that's like a new world for those people. That's like a moon mission. Do you think the percentage of that kind of work is high enough? Because obviously, I mean, I agree with you. I agree with both of you. There's, there's definitely, there are definitely parts of, of the kind of startup world that deliver exactly this. Twitter's done, been a great example of this. Um, these kind of like ephemeral mes- messaging apps. I don't mean the one-to-one ones. I mean things like fire chats and whatever have been, you know, really transformative. And, and even at a lower level, as you say, uploading, you know, photos quicker or having better networking, routing or whatever has potential to, to further up the chain, do something really, really important. But do you think that percentage is high enough in terms of like the work that's going on? Because I, I'm still not convinced that I would still say that's the 30%, right? Like 30% of the work is going to be have any kind of impact on the world. And 70% of it's just going to be money that, you know, could have been spent doing some sort of more direct good than indirect good. Yeah, but how do you get the direct good going? I mean, uh, I've, in, in my lifetime, I've seen a lot of NGOs, especially, obviously, World of Avatar had this whole thing going about transforming the world, etc., as, as kind yeah. of a, an explicit mission. And then you deal a lot with the NGOs that instead of using like a Facebook group to put people together for, I don't know, like a little support group that just helps each other out in tough times or to coordinate the distribution of food or to coordinate lift clubs or, you know, whatever is meaningful and sensible on a practical level to people. And then they build all these small little bespoke apps uh, and then they go nowhere because to get traction on a small app – even though there might be a very real need for it, people won't really go to the trouble to install that kind of app. Plus, it's generally like a shit user experience because the people building it uh, have their hearts in the right place, but not necessarily all the 
prerequisite info to write a service that people actually want to use. Yeah, they uh, misunderstand so, the concept of MVP as well. They think that if there's something that works out there, it's an MVP, instead of thinking, is this solving a real need? Yeah, and solving it in a way that resonates with people. And that is why a lot of these consumer startups are actually, they become better platforms for people to, to do other things on top of uh, distributing information, uh, coordinating people around tasks, that kind of stuff. And that's because the consumer startups are just better at the consumer-orientated thinking than people who want to change the world but don't have the skill set to actually go out and do anything. Pete and Richard, just to, um, let's, let's dog food this. I've got Product Hunt open. So Product Hunt, for those of you who don't know, they basically curate cool new, cool new products that's built in it's Silicon Valley. It's a borderline addiction to me, yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. be honest. Exactly. <laughs> so, so let's take the top nine because it'll be so un-internet-y to take the top ten. <laughs> and I'll, I'll do a very quick ba- a bash through it and the, then you, the listener, you can decide and say, hey, Stephen's opinion on this is nonsense or not, but my quick view of the top nine things were are we, like are we doing the top nine for today the top nine trending okay and, cool. and then the cool thing there is is that i'm gonna quickly qualify whether i think this solves as you say direct need or, or, okay. or whether it's a technology that's worthwhile let's do this because let's do this a, this is, is experimental this episode you do what you want is this is this product a wank or not so that let's that can be a regular feature wank or not <laughs> and or so not. this is this is my view so let's see what you think pablo by buffett Let's see what Pablo by Buffer is. This obviously is oh by the God, Buffer team. no, I hate this. Create engaging images for your social media posts in 30 seconds. This can be applied to, for good or bad. But is it, is, does it work or not? I have no idea, so the verdict's out on that one. Ray, the super remote that changes your TV forever. Verdict is out. Don't know. Web sockets are easy now. I'd, I'd argue that that sounds like a technology that's difficult to build. Famously, WebSockets are a bitch to work with. So if someone makes it easier and it works, then hey, that gets the thumbs up from me. But there were some millions of these anyway. Exactly. There are millions of them, but, but whatever. E-Learn Hero, useful course for entrepreneurs and startups. If it's well curated, hey. Stock twits for iOS 4. Well... I guess they mean stock that's for iOS and the version of it is for other than saying it's for iOS 4. It would be pretty fucking cool to release a retro app, though, that only works on iOS 4. Can you do that? Yeah, well, my worry then is that I was my first thought was like, hmm, maybe in Myanmar there's only up until iOS 4 and there this is going to be a fucking hit. I love this. Sorry, I just, quick sidebar, but I love the idea of a bunch of early adopters with their iPhone 6 and 6 Plus trying to install install some trendy app from product hunt and it's saying hey your phone's too new well this can be the hipster <laughs> equivalent of app development exactly. right it's like being ironic and using a 3gs exactly it'd be so cool to go like hey look if you've upgraded ios in the last five Fuck years you. then you just can't use this app and it's the best thing ever um okay so let's read the pitch line here is tap into the pulse of the markets well there's a that's a bad f- tagline fuck ton of stock apps so Questionable. Silk for journalism. Hey, I know these guys. They're based over Silk. They're based over in Amsterdam. They're an awesome bunch of people. Cool. So that gets the thumbs up via Richard. Yeah. 
Kudos product hunt for dev tools. That'll solve a shitload of problems if done well. Uh, well, this is the point, obviously, also where the whole thing becomes a little bit self-referential because you're on product hunt, finding a product that is the product hunt for... Yeah, exactly. Niche. And there are millions of these now anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, using product hunt to do this is just a proxy of what looks like pop, what looks popular. And the goal of the exercise is sort of to say, is Silicon Valley having a wank or are they helping humanity? Um, so I, I guess this is dog fooding it in a way. XOO belt, designer belts that change the charge of <laughs> no, phone. No, Stephen, there is um, no way that the verdict is out on that. I refuse um, to let you go. The verdict is out. I'm taking a des- designer I'm t- belt that charges no, your phone. I'm giving it the big wank sign. <laughs> okay, thank Definitely you. out. I'm plugging my pant into my phone. <laughs> and then number nine, you is on-demand doctors to your home in under 60 minutes. So okay, for doctors, that's cool. That's, that helps humanity. So I think a few verdicts that are out because it's just too vague. But it seems in general, if done well, these products have, uh, have the greater good in mind. Yeah, okay. So I, I agree with you that... There's some really good ones on here, right? So if you scroll through those top tips, like there are things around e-learning and uh, data journalism and doctors within 60 seconds, like all of that is fantastic. There's no doubt in my mind that those can be used for good. But that's if you treat all nine equally. By far the leader in terms of votes from the kind of tech community is Pablo by Buffer, which is how to turn text into an image that you can post on Twitter because it gets more retweets that way. Like, it just doesn't feel like, sure, in that image you could put some inspirational quote or you know, a quote from Sona 2015 or <laughs> what, like, you know, you could do cool stuff with it. Don't get me wrong. But the point is that the, at its core, the kind of thing that's most popular there, especially when you look at the rest of the list, that there's some really cool stuff there is um, about putting images on Twitter. Okay, but I'm giving them a rep- I hear your point, Richard, but I'm giving them a reprieve because this is the buffer crowd. That's building a service. Yeah, we like sort of buffer. A, yeah, and it's sort of total a total bias. Looks, this looks totally like a ten percent project for them. So if that gets voted up, it's it's like we're not saying that Silicon Valley is what we're trying to achieve here is to see are they just having a fun fest of useless features, or are, are they, they doing, doing cool are they doing cool stuff? And maybe this one, well, Buffer itself is doing cool stuff. So so let's give them a reprieve. Yeah, yeah, okay, fair enough. I just, uh, sort of overall, I just feel like the, you know, the startups are still doing cool stuff. It just feels like the community is backing stuff based on kind of like hype that doesn't necessarily have any long-term good. Which would be a good segue if we decide to do that into our general feelings of how e-commerce is going. Well, we can do that if you want. <laughs> I saw a great post today on on, oh, on a sure comparison of different e-commerce uh, services. That I don't yeah. know if you saw this. No, I'll throw I in the show notes. We don't really talk about news on the show, but no, I suppose it's not really newsy. Uh, somebody and I don't really don't remember who it might have been. Tech Central might have been my broadband did a comparison of all the stores. And what they did is that they ordered a one terabyte or something like that a Seagate drive because it was stocked by all of them um, and kind of did a comparison on price and delivery time. My favorite out of all of this was, though, for the people that kind of debate whether to take the side of you know, Kalahari or Take-A-Lot, which obviously is becoming less and less of an issue now that they're becoming one, but still, Take-A-Lot delivered in 24 hours. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Kalahari, 12 days later, haven't delivered yet. <laughs> and that just rocked my world. And if you were surprised by that, I'll be <laughs> fucking damned. Then you've never used either. Exactly. 
That's all I have oh. to say about e-commerce in South Africa, really, right. is, is order from Take-A-Lot, because they're great. Yeah, and I'll, I'll definitely undermine that. That's Dawson. They're not even sponsoring. They should be, though. Yeah, the big fan, yeah, as well. Well, no surprise there, Stephen. Well... Well, uh, I think if you ask if you ask Kim personally, he's probably happy that I left. <laughs> Is that a common thing that your previous employees are like are happy when you leave? I don't know. Let's phone them. Well, we've got one on the line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so before we kind of start wrapping up the show, I mentioned earlier that Stephen was wearing a new T-shirt that says O42T on it from the brilliant guys over at Kingly. And we've decided what we want to do is for some of our kind of cool fans is do a bit of a print run of those. So if you're a big fan of the show and you're still listening at this point, which means you've listened to the whole show, then uh, get in touch with us and who knows, we might send you a cool t-shirt. But you've, you've got to be a super fan. Like we, we don't ask you questions to quote from shows and things like that. I'll, it's going to be complicated. I'll do a selfie. And send it to you, Richard, so you can put that on so people can see what the shirt looks like. I'm, I'm actually tired of you doing that, by the way. Like every day, just sending me a selfie of what you're wearing. It's getting, <laughs> it's getting horribly tiring. People will start believing you if you, if you don't add ironic hashtags. Um, Pete, uh, what are your final thoughts? Your, on the stuff we've spoken about, I, I, I have one final thought about this transforming the world kind of business that we spoke about. And that is that many people who want to change the world have this whole idea that people who are, say, poorer than us or even poor by absolute standards, uh, you know, the, the problems that they're fighting with and that they want solutions for are food and uh, running water and running electricity, etc. Yeah. And obviously those are big concerns and those are the big challenges that we do need to tackle as you know, humanity, just spreading the means that we have a bit more equally. That's, that's very important to me. But I also believe that it's reducing people to their problems. And I think that's very unfair. Most people in the townships have other aspirations that don't just revolve around, uh, you know, owning a car or getting a flush toilet or whatever, even mm. though those are obviously big concerns for them. But things like uh, reaching out to other people, communicating, having fun, entertainment, all these things are still important even if you don't have a lot of money and a lot of uh, material goods in your life. So I think sometimes we, we get too serious when we, we talk about other people and it, it has this tendency to cause even more othering of, of people who aren't in the same situation as us. And it, it I think in many ways reduces their humanity to just, you know, once again, reduces their humanity to their problems. So I think... If you have a service and people enjoy that in the townships too, Mixit being a prime example of this perhaps, yeah. Mixit's biggest user base to this day would probably be in the rural areas and the townships. And a lot of those people don't necessarily use it for particularly serious purposes. They use it to meet other people and to just talk shit, just the way we're doing on the podcast now. Yeah, But because uh, there's no, that's a really comfortable, cheap channel to get entertainment on. Yeah, exactly. And entertainment matters even if you're poor uh, because, you know, you don't just want to be serious and work all day. You, you also – But what a prejudiced way of society, right? What a prejudiced way of society do you think that, oh, entertainment is for the rich? I mean it's really fucked up in a way, right? Yeah, and, and that's what annoys me about this 
this whole conversation where we always talk about like it's fine if you're in Silicon Valley and you're rich and you have the service that's all frivolous, but if you're poor, like what you really need on your phone is something to check the fucking crop prices in, <laughs> you know, fucking the apples that you're growing in your backyard. Yeah, not to be able to listen and, to music or or message your friends or take selfies or whatever, because all of that is for us privileged people. Yeah, exactly. So you'll actually see that there's a big segment of Twitter that's not like us, and that's fine. You know, it it just means that the same platform, it it kind of democratizes things a little bit. That even if you have a $50 phone or like a 500 rand phone or whatever, you can still be on Twitter and post selfies and act all cool and try to build your celebrity cred much the same way the rest of us cool startup folks do, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's such a good point. It sort of comes down to, you know, you can change the world through something other than charity, right? It's it's not necessarily like giving people drinking water. There's a way to, to change the world and have just as much impact just by yeah. giving people something to aspire to or giving people something to, I don't know, have some sort of enjoyment in their lives. And in fact, of anything, I think that if you're living a particularly tough time, you know, if you're in absolute poverty, you know, it probably matters more whether you're entertained or not. Well, I, I remember that cl- the classic research that came out sort of 2010 side where um, SAB changed their ways because they figured out that the biggest challenge to their sort of core market, which was people buying a court, like literally for five bucks, years, uh, get a quart of beer and drink that, was the competition was from people now buying cell phone airtime, right? Yeah. And, uh, and like just shows you like the, the traditional thinking would be like, yeah, nothing will trump a bunch of poor folks getting drunk like that'll be their number one thing they want to do no you know what the number one thing to do is they actually want to talk to their loved ones like it's or make some money because by buying that five rand airtime voucher it probably guarantees you a what that one message that gets you a job the next day for 50 bucks so you can feed your family or money for jam or money for jam big punt there yeah from the big wig at google the big wig <laughs> we're not oh. going to talk about that no Definitely not. Well, as a little illustrative example of this concept is the fact that Nollywood is such a huge industry. And Nigeria, in many ways, is probably not the most well-off place in the world and probably also not the best supplied with uh, the kind of first world goods like premium coffee and organically grown potatoes and the kind of shit that you get in in Cape Town and the hipster areas of Cape Town. But, you know, they, they churn out these movies and there's a market for these way outside of Nigeria. Like the Zimbabwean that I used to have living in my house. Like, he was not interested in the fact that I had all fucking ten seasons of Friends. Like, he just wanted <laughs> to watch this little pirated Nollywood pictures. And I asked him, like, why... Why do you? Why would you do this if you've got, like, 500 DVDs to choose from in my house? He's like, well, I like these stories. So, once again, this whole being entertained and the kind of stuff that we do, uh, it, it's fairly universal. While we were in Silicon Valley, the A16Z guys constantly wanted to kind of shift the conversation back to all the big problems in Africa. And it was at that time when that I really started thinking about this, that perhaps the best way to help Africa is not to constantly just focus on the misery that you see on television and just focus on the fact that you've got actual people with many of the same ambitions and aspirations in life as everybody else in the world. And just come up with appropriate technology for them. Like, not everybody in the world will obviously ever be able to afford uh, a high-end Android or iPhone device, but 
you know, everybody is getting to the point where they have a cell phone. So those cell phones will get used for much the same as we do. It's partly information access, partly broadcasting yourself, partly entertainment. And I think there's there's also a lot of money to be had in the, the more frivolous side of things, just, just giving, you know, people a fun time. Pete, do you, do you think there's anybody kind of getting that right locally? And by locally, I kind of I say Africa, you say... You know, you think there's an opportunity to to create cool stuff that kind of appeals to the African market, but isn't necessarily some sort of A16Z style charity approach. Do you think there's anybody doing that in a cool way? I think if you look at the things that iHub is doing, the fact that you've got some game studios in Uganda of all places, uh, the fact that I read the other day that in Ethiopia they made sort of a dystopic sci-fi movie that Nigeria has all these streaming movie and music services. Mm. I think a lot of people in a lot of these tech hubs across Africa are actually doing these things where they, they're solving seemingly frivolous problems, but uh, doing it for themselves in their own particular Africanized way. So I think that we've got our new mission for the year, Ballot. Is, what is our mission? Is send 042T to Lagos. <laughs> 